man, we've been gone for a while from this podcast thing. And, you know, I was down there and like my co-host didn't even come and hang out with yeah, me. Yeah, but Rob's <sighs> always been that way. Wait, do you mean me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had things. I had things and stuff that that a good a, a good co-host would would hang out with me. I'm I'm very entertaining. You are entertaining. They're not listening to this for me. I'll put it, let's put it that way. <laughs> I'm not the reason they're tuning in. So fair enough. So uh you guys out there are listening to the Give Me Five podcast, episode number 256, brought to you by the Give Me Five podcast patrons. A crazy cool bunch of people. Podcast, a semi-entertaining show about very entertaining things. Uh, we do talk a lot about pop culture and a bunch of other stuff. And uh, we uh, uh, we've been gone for a couple weeks because of uh, you know life got in the way. Nothing crazy, you know. Uh, lots of work-related stuff, and uh, Rob is uh, away, and we'll talk about that in a moment. Uh, but we're going to talk about pop culture, movies, streaming, whatever we – probably because Rob's not here, we're going to eventually talk about music. I would I'm hope sure. so. It has to happen. Yeah. Uh, my name is Fluffernutter, and I am joined by the earthworms in the driveway. I am a crawling earthworm in a driveway. A reference correct. that no one but me and you will get, and my mom. <laughs> That's correct. There were, there were less than a handful of people in the room at the time. <laughs> yes. And some of us that were there weren't really all there anyway. But uh, yeah, so Rob is not going to be here for this episode. Um, he is. He went to uh, California for the D three con- uh, convention, the Disney twenty three. Uh, all right, you got to fill me in on this. What is this uh, convention? So this is where uh, Disney has their own convention, where they announce all of the Marvel stuff and Star Wars stuff and other movies and. Disney Plus things and other surprises, theme park stuff. When anything that's been that's big that gets announced, it oh okay, so this could just be twenty three. I know that it's not, and I'm just saying, but it could be called DisneyCon, basically. Got it. Understood. Okay. Yes, correct. So hmm. when we get to talking about news, most of the news came out of that convention, so I didn't really add too much into news because of the fact that. Because I'd much rather him Agreed. come back and tell us. Um, and because it's Disney and Rob, uh, he's pro- it's probably going to be a 17-hour episode <laughs> of him being mad at stuff. I really hope so. <laughs> stuff that I didn't even realize one could be mad at. Color schemes and whatever. I mean, who knows? <laughs> yeah. I, all I can hear in my mind right now is him just saying how – saying the phrase, it doesn't make any sense. At least half a dozen times. <laughs> yeah. Or it's so stupid. <laughs> yeah. So that's going to happen. And it'll be awesome. So that'll be next episode. Uh, you know, and it, that episode in itself will probably make up for the two episodes <laughs> that we didn't do the past two weeks. 
because it is going to be a a <laughs> eighteen part episode, each part being clear out your schedule. <laughs> yeah. So, like you know, like those. What are the um the the documentary? Yeah, is it Burns? Yeah. His name? No, it's not. No. Um, Burns, oh my gosh, I can't remember his name. And he does like baseball in fifteen one hour episodes. <laughs> And and they're all really right. good. They're super like the good. V- they're like so good. Man, the Vietnam one is like I don't know. It's super long, and like after a certain point, you realize that any person that they feature, where they start like reading letters that they had sent home to their parents, like when that starts happening, and okay. they don't get yeah. interviewed on camera, you're like, oh no, yeah, nothing the, good is happening to this person. The last time but we hear from them, it's we like, are... I can't wait to see my newborn daughter. <laughs> and you're like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Right. He was always a proud patriot. Here he is in his his Boy Scout uniform when he was 16, just two years before he went to Vietnam. Never to be seen again. Yeah. Okay. He's now like a skull making up a. Okay. All right. Let's hide out. Before everyone on earth is mad. Okay. People did not. uh, How about this? Let's do this. What are we talking about tonight? Uh, well, I, I'm going to talk about biography, WWE legends. You're going to talk about Moonfall. And um, is there anything else? I, I didn't really kind of revisit. No, I think that's I good. I was kind of picking I think. Um, I did. There is a couple little quick things. Um, we're we're going to talk a little bit about Lord of Rings, Rings of Power, because we haven't yet. And we will probably revisit that when Rob is here, because he's a big fantasy person. Um, at least that type of fantasy. We usually don't want him talking about his other types of I don't of know that a lot because, of them are um, legal. <laughs> <laughs> None of them are, at least in the South. So, but I am down to talk about some. But I, and I also thought we would wait. But of course, we can whatever mention. But and hanging out with Rob, it's like how many times have I had to say the phrase? We're going to alpaca at this hour. <laughs> the duct tape is fine because there's places that are open 24 hours a day. But uh, Dunkaroos. They haven't made Dunkaroos in like six years. <laughs> Fruit by the foot? Is that what that says? <laughs> so, so exactly. Um, a little bit sure. of rings of power. Just, I just want to kind of uh, just the your, first. Have episode. you watched it yet? Okay, I just want. Yeah, that's basically what I just want to get your thing. And a little bit of a She-Hulk update because um, I, I absolutely want everyone okay. to watch the most recent right. episode of She-Hulk. It, I might. Um, are are There's you someone. planning on doing a lot of spoilers? Maybe. I think okay. What, what, I mean, we we're we all everyone knows we are a review show. I'm gonna go. I'm going to the. I'm I'm going askew this time, and I don't like spoiling. I am going to spoil the shit out of Moonfall. I'm already telling you now. I have to do it. Um. I believe this was in the it, ha- it has been a little place, while. So I just happened to notice sure. it on, I believe, HBO Max the other day. And I was very excited because I wanted to see it. Um, so I'm going to spoil the heck out of it. Um, we generally don't do that. Um, I'm not sure, Greg. I'm not sure what your, um, what your position is on that today. Um, especially if we get into She-Hulk and Rings of Power and things like that. But... Yeah. Okay. No, all right. There's gonna be just letting you know now. Moonfall will be spoiled to all get out, but for good reason. I'm not trying to be a jerk about it. Um. Yeah. 
So if you if it is something you haven't seen or whatever, and you are really into it, then just be forewarned now that even in our conversation about other things, there may be slight spoilers, but it's we're not doing it to be um, rude about it. It's just it's just part of the conversation. So just be aware, please. <clears throat> nice. So I'm a. Uh... Uh, this is actually uh, we we don't have too much news because everything is Disney related, but uh, I am a huge Pearl Jam nerd, as everyone Woo. that listens to the show knows. And yeah, uh, did you know that they play they played Madison Square Garden last night, which they played before? There there is something special about certain shows they do when they play Madison Square Garden, uh, or when they play in Philadelphia. Something okay. amazing always happens. Just. It's just the crowds and them have a thing. Last night, according based on what we're recording, is uh, this was playing Madison Square Garden on September 11th. I did not put that together. In New York yes, on September 11th. Yeah. Um. Apparently, like all these, you know, because I have a bunch of friends that are Pearl Jam nerds, and like I'm, the podcast is linked to a bunch of those people, so I see it on Twitter and on other things. Uh, apparently, this show was phenomenal. Um. I hoping that they release it in some form, but apparently they went straight up balls out. Like they, um, people said that the, the Madison square garden was literally shaking that they were like playing so ferociously and loud. Yeah. I'm looking at the set list right here. They do. They apparently have been starting off with like an acoustic set, like on just sitting on stools. Zeppelin live back in the seventies too. We saw the live, that live set was awesome. Remember we, uh, yeah, we, yeah, we saw that together. Yeah, it was. We did. Uh, so they did uh, release, garden, comeback, oh, present tense, porch, and then from porch they went dissident given. This is when they like I think plugged in, dissident given to fly. Whoever said which I'm not sure what that is. Uh, Even flow seven o'clock daughter dance of the clairvoyance from the new album. <gasps> Better man Chloe dancer crown of thorns which they don't which I've only seen them do that together once that and it was at their 20th bumps. anniversary show. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, like yes, uh, Sonic Reducer, which is like one of my favorite covers of them. Leading, imagine Sonic Reducer leading into Rearview Mirror. Yeah, but Matt Cameron can handle it. Yeah, Uh, elderly woman. Why go do the evolution? Purple Rain, uh, alive, rocking in the free world, and then the stars. Holy shit! Holy crap! That is, (sighs) yeah, that's a awesome set, and everyone is that I know that was there, including a very good friend of mine, Steph. She was like, she you know she's one of those people that's seen him like forty, fifty times, if not more. Um, and she's like, she said it was great. So I really hope that that is a thing. I know we're not the no. podcast, but when I see something like that, of course, on in New York, but on but I have it on good authority that I um, that I just made up that three fifths of the band listen to us like weekly. So, hey, Stone and Jeff, oh, yeah, uh, of course. Greg and I are asking nicely. We're just asking, and re- we're requesting that maybe please release this show on some sort of somehow. Please, thank you. Yeah, and, and if it they do, I fully expect all of you guys out there to uh, <laughs> to thank us, thank us, especially our yes. friends in Rwanda, who for some reason for we are the number uh, three. Or number twenty-two, or number fifteen, or number seven, uh, most popular. Also, Rwanda, known known as which huge Pearl me. Jam fans. 
by the way. Little known fact. Uh, yeah, definitely. Okay. So rock on, rock on, Rwanda. Rock. What's happening in Florida? Uh, other than weirdness. Oh. This is actually this episode is really funny for you because I know you're not. A oh, I saw. Guy, yeah, and you're no, not a wrestling but, guy. But but this and, is good. So, uh, NFL season started yesterday. Well, it started on Thursday, but like a bulk of the games were yesterday on Sunday, and I was uh, I was surprised. The Dolphins were on fire uh, yesterday. Like they actually beat they beat New England, but uh-huh. even more so. Funny. A tailgater out at the Dolphins game went into the game after tailgating, le- leaving his grill on, uh, and it caught fire, of course, and completely destroyed. So the grill car. was in the car. Like they kind of packed so. everything up, not realizing the grill was still ignited. Yeah, like yeah, hot coals, or maybe they like, you know. I don't know. Who knows? I, they haven't said. And if you could, the damage is so extensive that you probably can't like figure it out just by looking. So completely. Uh, so he, uh, a tailgater who was grilling pregame forgot to completely turn off his grill before heading into the game. And a fire started by the grill ended up burning eight cars to a crisp and leaving others with cosmetic damages. The story is from dailysnark.com. Um, the damage is super extensive. It is definitely, it looks like they're like, there's nothing left of the cars, basically. It's just like shells. <clears throat> That's crazy. The cars were so close, like, because they're just parked in their whatever spot. So they just, the the fire just sort of spread from car to car like a forest fire. That's insane. Yeah. And so there, and there was, of course, damage. For, it, was, it burned so hot that there was damage on the other cars, too. So even the other ones that are, like, not damaged would probably have melted tires and, like, any of the plastic bits on their car are probably, like... You know, That's pretty wild. Um... What's funny is you could actually see that from the stadium because there's like spaces in the stadium, like for kind of open air stuff above the bleachers and said, uh, people were in the stadium, like watching this, like this, like plume of dark black smoke going up and people were probably like, man, that sucks. And they go out to their like (laughs) Audi and it's a a former Audi that dude, I cannot imagine being that guy and having to like, are, is he going to be broke for the rest of his life now? Like I don't know how how much insurance. Will yeah, that's a, that's a bummer. Like I, we don't know the full story, obviously, and we don't know this person. There's a a hundred percent chance the guy was wearing the Zubaz oh pants, God. the tiger striped ones that like you know like. <laughs> there's. Uh yeah. That's a fair. That's a fair point. Oh geez. Wrap around Oakleys. There's like, <laughs> so, um, I haven't seen who it was yet, but it's, uh, you know, it, they haven't said it yet, but, uh, no injuries were reported. Um, which means that the people that own the other cars didn't figure out who it was either. Cause there would probably be at least one injury if I came out and my car was a smoking husk because some, <laughs> some dude was making bratwurst before the show. In stripey uh, pants. <laughs> Yeah, welcome to Miami. <laughs> With an ironic mustache. He probably has like an ironic mustache. I, I, I mean, that's just terrible. I feel bad for the guy. It's just a crappy situation. <sighs> mm-hmm. 
He's probably feeling it too. So happy. Woo, yeah. yeah. Uh, wait, where's one. where's my car? my car? <laughs> oh man, would hate. Do to you smell something burning? <laughs> <laughs> weird. It didn't rain down here. What's with all this water? That happened to me uh, back in the college days at UCF when there were portables there. I I park in the like little you know little off roady area walk to go to the portable to go to my like macroeconomics class this is like 1998 or whatever and i parked the car and i'm like what's that smell smell like something you know burning or electrical i'm like all right whatever i go into the portable toward the end of the class like one of those 50 minute whatever classes this kid bursts in there's a car on fire in the parking lot and we all run out and there's literally a car fully engulfed in flames like in the movies just in the parking lot and i was like that's what that smell was oh (laughs) Oh. the omar forensic team figured it out a little too late (laughs) but but yeah seeing a car on fire like that was amazing um the thing in miami must have been amazing because it spread to eight different cars i mean that's bonkers so let's uh move on here to uh Let's, well, sure. we're going to close out with, I think, Moonfall here. But um, let's, uh, I guess I can talk about the wrestling thing real quick. So, uh, as you, as I said before, I've been doing a lot of work. So, I, when I do work, I, I like to put on documentaries and stuff because I don't, you don't necessarily have to watch them to know what's going on. Because, like, if they say something interesting, you kind of look up at the screen, see the still image of whatever they're talking about, and look back. So, I was decided to watch this thing, uh, Biography... Um, any it's a any legends of wrestling i believe is what it's called i didn't write that down um a original two-hour documentaries discuss, discussing the stories behind some of the most memorable wwe superstars of all time um i am uh, give or take with wrestling it's another one of those things i can just kind of put on in the background and it catches my interest every so often um and it's just you know it's soap operas for dudes um and I like it until it gets too real. Like you find out that like some wrestler like died and then it's like, oh, this is less fun or, you know, has CTE or something. It becomes a lot less fun. But, um, you know, I just – and one of the things is they're kind of cutting edge in graphics and that's what I do. So I tend to watch it and be like, okay, what what is the style that people are using these days? Anyway, this the, this documentary, um, it is on a and uh, it is uh, – let's see. Um, it features just the different episodes. There's one on Stone Cold Steve Austin, Roddy Ruddy Piper, Macho Man. Uh, these are all different two-hour episodes. Booker T, Shawn Michaels, The Ultimate Warrior, Mick Foley, Bret Hart, Undertaker, Goldberg, Bella Twins, Kurt Angle, Lex Luger, uh, D-Generation X, Edge, Rey Mysterio, and a one on WrestleMania 1. Um, I just randomly watched uh, one. I don't remember which one I watched first, and I was like, oh, these are really good, and they're really interesting, and they're not... They're, the WWE PR machine didn't take over, which is into sometimes like you watch a documentary and you're like, oh, this is just a puff piece for some movie or something coming out. Um, this one like it's interesting because it like they'll it's warts and all, so they'll they'll talk about real beefs. They'll talk about like why people were arrested and drug addiction and things like that. So I found it very very interesting. I've enjoyed this so much that I've actually introduced people that really don't care about wrestling to my wife. I'm like, hey, you should check this thing out. 
she liked it. I was visiting my mother this weekend and not seeing <laughs> Omar because he hates me. <laughs> and uh, I watched an episode with her. She enjoyed it. You know, it was one of those things where at first she was kind of doing other things, and then all of a sudden she was like, oh, you're right. This is interesting. Although she did disturb me at one point when she said, wow, Hulk Hogan had a good butt. Uh, everybody knows that, Greg. <laughs> Common knowledge. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. In 1985, Hulk Hogan had a good butt, apparently. And then I, for some reason, got the Randy uh, Savage voice in my head. That's really funny. Oh, yeah. And disturbing. And I was bothering her with that. I'd be like, that was so good. You know what I have to say? She's like, what? <laughs> oh, yeah. Stop it, please. <laughs> oh, that yeah. Tiramisu was delicious. I have, I have one thing to say about that. Tiramisu. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's like, please leave. <laughs> yeah, so it's it, it's really, really interesting. Some of the, the episodes that I've seen, I haven't watched them all yet, but I want to. Uh, it's two seasons. They've announced that they signed on for like 30 more episodes. It's kind of cool. The, How many more? The Macho Man episodes How many more really episodes did you say? Really good. What? They signed on for like 30 wow. total. Yeah, it might have been counting the other eight that I... That's watched. a lot still. That's, that's good though. All right. But, yeah. Yeah. So like the Macho Man one, for example... Yeah, when, when when I say Macho Man, what do you think other than oh yeah, uh, sunglasses, cowboy hat, crazy whatever, crazy get up. Yeah. Yep. So, a couple things that I learned just from that one episode was one his his crazy get ups were actually made by a dude that quite literally made outfits for okay. pimps. Well, that actually tracks. Yeah. Yeah. So he was he like. He made the stuff for pimps, and then Hulk Hogan apparently knew him and got him to do some That's stuff. That's wild. He, at one point, when Macho Man start, first started becoming famous, he, Hulk Hogan's like, oh, I got a car that can kind of help your character. I, I've seen a car out there, and it was a Ferrari. Like, the the one before the Testarossa, the one that kind of looks a little bit like what you would think, like a Mazda, with like, with that, like, kind of straight-down angled front. Is that the, is that the Magnum P.I.? Uh, and he... Yes, yeah. Um, bought that and couldn't, didn't keep it because he couldn't <laughs> fit his giant cowboy hats in the trunk. <laughs> That's so fun. Right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just all of this just crazy stuff, like talking about how they had, he had Miss Elizabeth and like they were married in real life. And all of the stuff where he was, like, yelling at her on screen for, like, talking to the announcers and talking to the people interviewing her and stuff like that was actually kind of real. So, like, they don't hide behind the fact that some of these people were, like, shitheads at times. So he's, like, screaming at her. And then they were, like, in the midst of a divorce. And right around that time, they decided to actually, in the storyline of the show, be like, let's have them get married. They were already married. They were actually on the So when they were getting married on the show, they were, like... Their relationship was ending. That's wild. That's hard. Yes. Like crumbling. Damn. Just so these little things, you know, and then eventually, you know, he just kind of walked like he's a big star. He really only wrestled for like seven years. Okay. And you know, just around, you know, later on, he was apparently Hulk Hogan was good friend. They're all live in Tampa. 
Hulk Hogan was really good friends with uh, Bubba the Love Sponge, and they were like making fun of Randy Savage all the time on the show. And like, Savage was pissed off and like, uh, you know, I want to sue them for saying this. And the lawyers like, well, you know, like they said that I crap that I pooped myself at the gym. I want to sue him. It's like, well, did you poop yourself at the gym? He's like, yeah, but they shouldn't say it. Then it's not really <laughs> illegal. I mean, they're just saying what happened. Yeah. Yeah. The little things like that. And then, like, he finally was at ease with himself after he retired. And he grew, like, a big white beard. And he stopped dyeing his hair. And he just stopped doing that. And then, you know, had a heart attack while driving and died. Oh, that was, and then I didn't know that. Gone. Yeah. Somewhere in on some major road in uh, Tampa. Just but these fascinating little stories, you know, different things. One of the – there's another one that I thought was – really really interesting that just kind of opened my eyes to how these people actually work uh, Goldberg was a big deal Goldberg was a wrestler or was a football player turned wrestler huge dude had the look had everything but had no formal training so he was used to football where he hit as hard as possible and the problem was is that he became very and famous he was huge huge he was huge a, yeah and it was like and he wrestled and everyone loved Everyone loved him, and it was like they just started making him win and win and win and win. But the problem was is he was considered like not safe. So when they started getting him into the, the bigger matches, they had to put him with people that knew what they were doing, one of which was a guy named Bret Hart, who is very well-known. His family has been right. – he's a wrestling family. He's from a wrestling family. He's one of the most tech, best technical wrestlers of all time. And he, they told him they were doing a, yeah. a figure four leg lock. You know what that is? They're doing that, but like Goldberg was in the ring with his like legs going towards the uh, the uh -huh. post, like one of the corner posts, and Bret Hart was doing the figure four leg lock where he was almost like doing like a, a sit up. But he was doing it. He ring. he was doing it on Goldberg doing the thing. Okay. Yeah, and he told him before the match, like when I do that, you have to hold my foot. Pretend like you're trying to get my foot off, but you have to hold on to it. Because that's the only – and, like, he knows what he's doing. So he, he's like, that's the only leverage I'm going to have as I lean my head back. Okay. Well, Goldberg didn't, so Bret Hart did his thing and smashed the back of his head into the – Oh, uh, he he flopped backwards all the way down because he had no leverage. Oh. Yeah. And then when he – so he was already, like, dazed. And then when he got in the ring, Goldberg missed a kick and kicked him for real. Right. And ended Bret Hart's career, like, right there. Damn. Double concussion. That's it. So it's just really interesting, the interplay, and just, like, as I've always said, like, the people that you fight with the most and that people that you're supposed to be worst enemies with really have to be your best friends. Because you're in charge of their life, and they're in charge of your life, and they're, you know, you're in charge of making sure that they don't get hurt, or that, and they look good, you know, they, you sell their hits, you sell their punches, you make them look great. They need to do the same for you. One other thing about this... This has the most 80s moment I've ever – this documentary has the most 80s moment I've ever seen in my entire life, and I really want to do this as a question someday. Might have to do it maybe because I think would. Rob might want to be a part of this too. So there's a, there, one of the documentaries is about WrestleMania 1. No one knew that was going to be uh, popular. Wrestling at that point was this little niche thing that was like in these little territories around the country. The territories were like you know Mississippi, Alabama, and Tennessee. As one group, I think that's where like Jerry Lawler, came uh, from. yeah, and there was like Florida where Hulk Hogan came from, and 
Vince McMahon basically bought up all these territories, and because cable and came so out, he, he's like, he bought them all up and cable. put them under one umbrella, not, basically. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So, at a certain point, I'm sure you remember there was a wrestler in a music video. Do you know what I'm? I'm going to go with Captain Lou Albano. Girls Thanks. just want to have fun. You got it. Yep. So. Somehow, Cindy Lauper rode on an airplane with Captain Lou Albano. They became fast friends. And when she was deciding to make a video, they're like, eh, you know, I'll help him. He can help me. Let's put him in my video. Of course, she that was her first album. She blew up. So she went on wrestling to say, you know, kind of say thank you. And they did this whole thing where Roddy, P- Roddy, Roddy Piper took the gold record and smashed it over Lou Albano's head. Okay, this is... He goes okay, down. so there, she, he had already Cindy done Lauper. the video. Now she's on. It was. She went on to wrestling, which was playing on MTV at that point. Got to like okay. I did give not him the gold this. record to say thank you. Yeah, smash it over his head. She goes to lay on top of him, and he and Roddy Piper kicks her off. Now he's a big dude. She's she's very small, and it doesn't kick her, kick her, but like. Um, you know, and like a dog is jumping on you and you kind of like put the like foot under the dog's chest and kind of like shove. Yeah. The, like, yeah, right. kind of lift it slightly off the ground and back where you're not actually kicking, but did it to her. Now, this was completely the manager of Cindy Lauper was like, hey, can you. It was funny. He said Roddy Piper was, or Roddy Piper was like, manager came up to me and said, can you kick her uh, without hurting her? He's like, yeah, but I'm glad you're not my manager. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> so he basically told it. So this blew up because no one at this point, they were really cautious about like saying if it was scripted or not. Some people thought it was, some people thought it wasn't. So here everyone thought that the biggest pop star at that time in America was just kicked by this dude. Wow. So, so it led to a match where, of course, this thing, this happens. Now you've got Cindy Lauper. Hulk Hogan comes out to defend her <laughs> honor. And also... Come, coming out is Mr. T <laughs> to protect her. So we now have Cindy Lauper, Mr. T, Hulk Hogan, Roddy Piper, and Lou Albano uh, all in the same ring. <laughs> and Lou Albano all in the same ring, which it, it leads to a match that was on on MTV covered by Hunter, uh, the guy VJs, Hunter, yeah. the, with the, the feathered hair. VJs. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And so. On top of that, Liberace was the special timekeeper. And they did one of those things where they were like, you know, just making random celebrities like talk about the match and be like, you know, that they would play, you know, MTV always would do those things like you're watching MTV, that kind of stuff. So they just so happened to get Geraldine Ferraro to be like, yeah, you don't hit a woman. Geraldine Ferraro. Well, this must have been way before she was. On the vice president ticket. It was when so she the, was running. It was, it was 84. Holy shit, that's right. I thought she was, thought she was, was 88. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. So, and like, that's like not even the half of it. There was um, the the referee was, uh, oh, shoot, um, the bo- uh, float like a butterfly sting. Like a um, uh, Muhammad Ali, yeah. Muhammad Ali. 
Yeah, so it, I, that's not. I mean, he's not super eighties and liberal. But that whole thing. 80s, but it just the only thing more eighties than that story is like Crystal Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. the, the land of confusion video exactly holy shit wow I don't even know where to go with all that that's so insane <laughs> what a weird I didn't know fucking... any of this stuff it was just it's so interesting how this all came together and it was just like you know they threw they were throwing stuff at a wall and saw what stick what stuck and it was like wrestling rebels you know rock and roll was supposed to be rebels and like it was so easy to be like you know all the all the bad guys are the ones that hate rock and roll you know just like your parents telling you to turn off that mtv and it was just it all worked and it just these documentaries are great they're really like a cool little snippet of the time period so even if you if you are young and are like well is the 80s really like stranger things and stuff like that watch this day what is the 90s like what are the early 2000s like it's awesome and if you're old you can be like you get to a certain point in the documentaries where it gets to that point you're like Oh, I remember that. And then they talk about what was really going on behind the scenes. And you, you start like, you know, someone will be like, you thought these people were in the best shape of anyone you know. And then they start talking about how drug addicted they were. And they'll kind of do that thing where they zoom into the picture and you realize like, oh, you can yeah. see the circles under their eyes. You can see the look on their face where they're like, they're not angry. Yeah. They're tired. They're, that that must have yeah. been a crazy schedule that they were under. Like. 300 days, days a year, city to city. That's insane. And they still have to look the way they look the whole time. Like jacked. That's crazy. Yeah, work, working out, performing, and also in between working on their spots to make sure that they don't. Correct. So they, they had to like rehearse. They had to like, that's fucking wild. 300 yep. days a year. That's crazy. I hope they, I know that and that's the other thing is I only, some of them really made money. A lot of them didn't really make anything. Yeah. yeah the, the one on Lex Luger, heartbreaking. I, I remember I didn't know anything about him. He was this big, big, big yeah. dude, eighties mullet, huge. Uh, they show all of these clips of him being big and massive. Then they show all of his mugshots uh-huh. getting arrested in Tampa. Like seven, eight, nine, whatever, uh-huh. for drugs, steroids, et cetera, et cetera. And then they show his face, and he's older man. He actually looks good, just not like he used to. And then uh-huh. they pan out, and he's in a wheelchair. Damn. Oh, shit. He slipped a disc, and he paralyzed him. And then you find out that like he ended up with Elizabeth after she left. No shit. Um, Macho Man. And he ended up getting arrested because she overdosed in their house and died. And when the police came, to, you know, he obviously called the police to help, and they found uh, he all got his, in like, steroids too. and stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. There is a lot of um, I saved myself sure. by finding God on some of these, uh, which whatever you know, it's personally not my thing, but uh, I'm happy that I'm happy that Lex Luger is who he is now because he is apologetic. That's really and he's sad. Happy, he said. You know, he's like, people look at me and are like, I'm so sorry. And he's like, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm better now than I was. And I appreciate that. So, um, I highly suggest no, this. this is really interesting. I've talked about this Absolutely. part too long, but <laughs> it, it's like crazy. Yeah. Like it's, um, you can find it on like demand and 
um, streaming right. and stuff like that for free. So I think I'm I definitely going to check that out. Is there any Ultimate Warrior in there? Uh, there is. Ultimate Warrior is in season one. I have not watched that one yet. Okay. All right. He was also a bit of a douche sure. for a while. I'm assuming that they're going to... There's a, a story called The Plane Ride from Hell, <coughs> which is like... Apparently, a bunch of like wrestlers got drunk on a plane and were like, it's like Mr. Perfect and Ric Flair and a bunch of dudes, and they all got like a little bit too gropey with the stewards, the flight attendants, and stuff like that. And I've heard that shit hit the fan. Um, so I'm, I'm that's from season one. See that? Uh, that that hasn't. And like, I'm assuming they're going to have to talk about it because just the way the way the episodes go. Like, they're going to run out of wrestlers to talk about. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, okay. So. Anyway, <clears throat> let's move on. Uh, we've got... Uh, I want to hear what you have to think, think about the uh, Rings of Power story. Because I know you've read most of the books, right? Yeah, so... I've read The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings multiple times. Um, Like, <clears throat> I had the Silmarillion. I read parts of it. It, it's very difficult I read. It's a hard read. Um, and it's kind of like, from what I got out of it, this is decades ago now, but it's essentially like snippets of background. You know what I mean? It's not like complete, it's like little mini vignettes about like way back in the past history of Middle Earth, essentially. All right. Okay. So when it comes to like rings of power, I don't even remember if that the story that we're seeing in rings of power now was in the Silmarillion. I'm assuming it was. I I don't remember. Um. So, would it? Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. I was just gonna do the thing. Uh, this came out on September 1st. It is a series, so of course it is continuing to come out. It is on Amazon Prime. Uh, it is considered the one right. billion show, dollar show. Uh, it is an epic drama set thousands of years before the events of J.R.R. Tolkien's The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. Uh, follows an ensemble cast of characters both familiar and new as they confront the long-feared reemergence of evil to Middle-earth. Uh, very excited about the show. I've watched, I think I'm one episode behind because of the traveling. Yeah. I know you've watched the first episode. Uh, we're not going to go too deep into this because for you out there listening, we're not going to spoil anything or talk too much about it just because I know Rob's going to come there. But I just wanted to kind of do like a little like teaser about it, I guess, for next our next episode. Uh, I thought it was cool. I episode? mean, it was very clearly they do a good job of setting it up to where the characters that you know, um, Galadriel and Elrond and all those guys there. Who is Celebimbor or Celebimbor? I don't I remember the anymore. Name, I'm trying to remember who that was. There's so many characters and there's so many there's so many little offshoot story. I don't I just don't remember anymore. I I, I don't. Um They did a good job of of making making a very good point that this is Oh shit. Okay. Sorry, Celebrimbor is um an offshoot character, but he was in the Lord of the Rings okay, video game go. that came out on the PlayStation 4. They wanted a character that was didn't have a, a robust backstory, so you actually are possessed oh, by his ghost as you're playing the game. Okay, that's why. I um, okay, they do a good job of showing you that this is a really, really long time before 
The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. Like this is way, way, way background, um, way like very, very much a prequel. Um, and you get, I, I like that you get a little bit of background of some of these important characters. Um, I'm interested to see where the show goes. Uh, I think it's good. I mean, I think it's it's exactly what you want it to be. It's exactly what I want it to be. It's 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 these characters way way in the back, way way background, and it's entertaining. It's if you like Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, the movies or the books or both, which I'm a fan of both. I don't see any reason why you wouldn't like this. Um, I've, obviously, there's different actors, and they they're younger. <clears throat> it's a time when it is, it's a time it takes place during a time that's mentioned a lot in Lord of the Rings, you know, like we thought we had defeated the evil and we kind of moved on and we didn't realize what was happening. And now they're showing you that time period. And uh, I think it's pretty cool. Like I don't, I've seen some issues online, some stupid stuff that people, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to talk about that. Um, <clears throat> we try, we try to stay away from, of stuff so here's the here's the thing people that are the most loud about stuff get noticed and there's these people complaining online there's certain celebrities and stuff complaining online some of uh like elon musk is saying that all of the white dudes are bad people the only good people are the female characters and uh i don't whatever. i don't so think he was complaining true. about that uh neil gaiman was like i don't think that's true what is it true no i don't think so either um there's that. So Neil Gaiman, of course, of Sandman fame, went back at him. He's like, "Look, I don't. No one is trying to tell. No one is telling you how to fail. How to fail buying on buying Twitter? Why are you trying to tell fantasy writers how to write?" Well, <laughs> that was kind of funny. Uh, people are upset that there are black hobbits, despite the fact in the book they're described as brownish of skin. The the, the I'm I'm um, I'm sorry. Go ahead, because I have I have a which. So like people are complaining about that. People people are complaining saying, "Oh, it's woke. It's this, it's that." And it's not. It's a story. Um, now, if there are if people have legitimate complaints, like, "Oh, it starts off slower," they expect you to know too much about the thing, or I wanted that's to totally see more fair. battles, or those kind of things. That's fine. That's productive, whatever. But I uh, I didn't have any problem with any of the actors. I like their characters. Uh, she really Gladriel's is. great. Uh, what's his What's his face is great too. Um, the dude that was uh, like the older elf, not older, but like in the in Lord of the Rings, the the guy that was played by the <clears throat> yeah 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 his younger character in the Matrix, Elrond. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Yeah, Elrond, he's great. Uh, the visuals Excellent. were amazing, and I will say that. You know that you know how when they released Lord of the Rings, they released like the director's box set that was like actually the movie itself was longer I than have it took them to make it. Yeah. You know, it's so fantastic. I've watched it a million times. I've watched mm-hmm. the, the making. Of there was so much stuff on those discs; watched, they were fantastic. You know, like, I, <clears throat> yep. And I, you know, I was in school learning how to do three D graphics when I was watching it, so it was kind of like. Mm. My like immersion, you know, you start doing something and that's your entire personality. I would watch those things all the time. So, you know, super excited. And, you know, I, when I sit down to watch it, I make it into like a little event. 
you know, it's my, I move my phone away and make some popcorn and each week, just like I did with Game of Thrones. We'll oh, also yeah, talk so about good. it at some point. Um, you know, my thing is, <clears throat> just to use one example, Elrond, right? We already know from Lord of the Rings and from the Silmarillion and stuff, and they and they mention it, that in the time after they defeat Sauron, no, the one that Sauron worked for, I can't remember his name right now, um, that everybody believed that the evil was over. So they just kind of moved on. So Elrond was very young at the time, and he was one of the people that was like, but it's over. Like, you, you went looking for him, and he's not there. He's gone. That doesn't make him a bad guy. <laughs> that doesn't make him a bad person. It's just, you think it's over. But we already know this. Apparently, he worked for uh, he worked for Aule the Smith. Is that who? A-U-L-E. Is who's, uh, we know that uh, Sauron was a, was a Maya and served a and okay. servant to Aule the Smith. All right. Yes. So there's this big war. They think he's defeated and really he's retreated into the shadows and nobody believes Galadriel that it's gone, that the evil is – or nobody believes her that the evil is still there. That doesn't mean that they're bad. It doesn't mean that the that the so-called like I think you said like the white guys are bad or dumb or whatever it is. That's just silly. That's always been part of the story. That's always been a part of the lore for for 70 years. <clears throat> so to me and whenever you watch any fantasy show, there's always going to be a band of like dirty like white bandits that stop correct or something or do something it's horrible. just part of the, the story of the way that you put together these fantasy stories all of this stuff that's coming out now about like whatever black hobbit or whatever uh, in my opinion it's just nonsense and, and it's, it's very, very loud percentage don't watch no it you know it's like people who well watch it watch the show i'm saying for the people the who think idiots. that that's a thing just don't watch it if Elon Musk oh, doesn't like it, yeah. don't watch it. Okay. No big deal. You know, that the same thing with Family Guy was canceled twice in the early 2000s. Don't watch it. <laughs> like the fans were so were so big on Family Guy that they like pressured Fox into like re redoing the show. And that's what happened. So the, these things are all nonsense. This is garbage. Like I've been hearing the same thing with like the 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 final three episodes of the Star Wars movies. The main character is like a black guy and a girl. Who cares? Who gives a shit? I'm sorry. It's just that's a, those are nonsense issues that are taking away from the fact that it's a good story or it's a bad story. Period. And it's, yeah, and it's what different, and interesting, correct. or overall. Correct and I've only seen the first Ring of Power episode. It's good. So far, it's good. It's it's exactly what we've been told for 70 decades, for seven decades, rather, that that's what happened. They won. They thought the evil was gone, but it wasn't. That's not new information. None of that is new. So let's move past that. <laughs> is, that is what is really my, you know, like, 
it's still a good story. It's still beautifully shot. It looks amazing. It's um, the acting I think is really, really good. Like they found really good people to play these parts. Um, I'm very, very excited and interested in watching the rest of the series. And I think it's kind of ridiculous that Amazon had to put, have you heard about this? They put a, 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 a three day block on comments in their whatever comments section. Yeah, people were, were like correct review bombing it. That's which it's amazing how many things we review on here that people will put review bombs on. You know, we'll, we'll do that before like before it even comes out because you know, like it's happening right now to the Little Mermaid live action thing. Not even out yet, but you know they they hired a. But that's sad that people go so far to like deliberately ruin things or spoil things. Which, by the way, right. was set in the Caribbean to begin with. Oh, I thought that, that everyone country. in the Caribbean was white. Oh, wait, that's completely wrong. <laughs> like, that's so stupid. Like, it's such a – like, who cares? I'll say the most uh, – uh, I won't say it. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to say it anyway. The people that complain the most about this stuff are the same people that, that think Jesus was a white dude. Correct. and cor- You know, he's exactly. from the Middle East. He wasn't. That's exactly right. And so without we, – we normally don't get political and go down this road, but that is exactly true. The chances are, genetically speaking, that he was not. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just throwing that out there as a fact. If you go to the Middle East now, they don't look like me. Not a big deal. I, I don't – it doesn't bother me. Um, that's not a woke perspective. That's just genetic fact, you know? History. Um, I, you know, the bottom line is I think these shows are good. I think they're doing a great job. Oh, and just in case you're wondering, there's all these review bombs. And if you like look at the amount of people that say bad things about a show commensurate with the actual number of people watching them, um, it's very clear that it's just a bunch of people trying to review bomb it because it had 25 million views the first week. Uh, that is the same, almost exactly the same number as the Game of Thrones show, uh, which HBO is like doing backflips over the fact that they have 20, yeah. 25 million views. That's huge. So it's doing remarkably That's... well. And it's holding, uh, and it's one, holding the those views. Lord of the Rings or both? Both. Uh, Game of Thrones is going up, except for the one week that was Labor Day. Because well, because everyone was drunk or whatever. That That's Sunday fair. was Sunday. But they're very good. Like yeah. the Like I'm caught up on the... House of Dra- of the Dragon or whatever it's called, I'm caught up on that. It's it's really really good. Yeah, the uh, uh, the most recent. Episode oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's definitely icky, but it's part of the games Game of Thrones universe, so it fits in perfectly. Like, there's nothing. Yeah. It's icky, but it's for that world. It's totally normal. <laughs> Thanks for desensitizing yeah. us. So. We will probably talk more. We're going to have to talk more about Rings of Power. For sure, he's got opinions. Back, and and I will have watched the most exactly. Episode and you we'll do caught up as well. Um, I'm going to do one more quick. You know, I have not watched She-Hulk, She-Hulk um, at all yet. Not She-Hulk's, because I don't want to. I just haven't gone down that road. It's fun, man. The first episode had some fun spots. Uh, the humor was okay. 
Um, I mentioned to Rob that I thought the most interesting part of the episode was a question that was not answered. Um, and it seemed like and it was an aside. They did, it was a spaceship that was randomly there, and they did kind of touch upon it the next episode, so I was like, okay, cool. Uh, these are 30-minute episodes. They do, it is almost like kind of superhero night court times. Uh, fun, funny. Uh, I love the asides, but the most recent episode, I think it was episode five. Uh, she's working as an attorney for Wong from Doctor oh, Strange cool. okay. and the Avengers and stuff. And he is trying to stop a magician from using magic that was trained. He was a trained, like, sorcerer, and he's failed out, basically. So he's using it as, like, just to be, like, a magician that makes, like, rabbits and doves and stuff <laughs> up here. So he does the thing where he, like, put the, right. the sparkly circle thing. And he he's just, like, a hack musician or magician. I keep on saying musician, but magician. And he pulls this drunk girl up on stage. And... Uh, her name is Madison, and as she says, with two N's and a Y, uh, but the Y is not where you think. Which is, and she is awesome. She is amazing. She's like this this ditzy girl, and her and Wong become like buddies because she doesn't remember where she lives. And I guess when she get pulled, got pulled on stage, like she was like, yeah, like I was drinking with my friends, then I went on stage, and the next thing what I know, everything hell? was fire. Because <laughs> she got oh, pulled, so pulled into like a portal. So they're trying, they're like, throughout the episode, they just have her, and she's just the type of person that if you met them in real life, you would hate them, but the character and the way she plays it is so great. Like, she's in the court case, and they're, like, about to start, and she's like, this is boring. Wongers, can we go get some Froyo? Okay. Like, is this the, kind of the person. person that you mentioned in our oh, um, she is. Uh, chat? Uh, there Probably. was, like, a, I think you posted a picture of, like, maybe a movie. Oh, like yeah. it looked like one of the title, like one of the title cards. Like is that when they fake or is that real? It. Yeah, that's that's it. Uh it's fake. But she's she is she uh, became okay. a little bit of a star as a result of this because she's. I thought it was so real. I didn't know who the character was. Uh, okay, got it, got it. Got it. Got it. And like, they're like Wong is uh, one of the things they're talking about is he's like just now watching The Sopranos, <laughs> and she keeps on spoiling it, and she keeps on spoiling it for him. Like that's how they become buddies. Where she's like, "Can we talk about the Sopranos?" And or he, like, "Let's talk about the Sopranos." He's like, no, I you don't spoil it for me. She's like, like, yeah, I was really, really, really sad when Christopher died. He's like, God <laughs> damn it! So <laughs> funny. <laughs> okay, just it's so funny. Like that, I watched that episode twice. Just so, her. um, it's she's played by Patty Guggenheim, who's been in, she's been in a couple other things. She kind of tends if you actually she's a really good comedic actress. Um, she's been in a lot of lower budget stuff, but if you go to her IMDb page, she has like a reel on there, like her 2016 reel. And not knowing who she is, not knowing what movies she's in, just her parts actually have made me laugh out loud. So is so She Hulk is kind of goofy, kind of comedic. Like, yeah, there's a lot of um, breaking the the fourth wall stuff where she like she goes on like Tinder or whatever the Marvel Universe Tinder. Thing that's is. really funny. And she she doesn't get any hits as herself, so she does it as She Hulk, and she's typing it in, taking a picture of herself as She Hulk, and she stops and looks at the camera. She's like, "I'm not proud of." Oh, this. that's really funny. That kind of thing. But it's funny. Like I think it's, the Marvel shows and movies are so good, and there's some of them are so odd that I wonder, like, when they're sitting around 
even dreaming up like what the whole style and vibe of these things are going to be. If I was in the room with them, I'd be like, I don't know that this is going to work. This is so odd. It's so quirky. Am I wrong? I think the second, in my mind, because I knew a lot of these characters before, when they were like, oh, we're going to make this. Like, yeah, that's not going to work. You kind of figure it's going to be something like a Howard the Duck bomb kind of thing. And as soon as they did the Guardians of the Galaxy and they were able to make a talking raccoon and a talking tree work. Oh, and it didn't just work. It killed. Like yeah. it was, it was more than just like, oh, that's passable, that's fine. It was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, are there flaws? Yeah, of course, but there's flaws in everything. Yeah. So there's a lot of moving parts in a movie and a TV show. I'm about to get into when, and then in the in in Moonfall. I'm about to get into some talking about flaws and like overlooking. So if you guys have, if you guys have out there have not watched She Hulk, I think it's really funny. It's a very thirty minutes long. I will tell you, at the first, I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. Um, at the end of the second or third episode, whichever one had the – there's one where the uh, Abomination, who right. was the Hulk villain, like tries to hire her. And when she finally just agrees – like she agrees to be hired, which is not a spoiler. It's kind of – you if you've watched the trailers, you know. As soon as she agrees, they cut to like the end credits, and I was so annoyed. I was like – I want more right now. And at that point, I was definitely on the path of like, okay, the night this comes out, I'm watching it. So that's when I realized, yeah, I like this. Okay. So, so that's She-Hulk. Okay. Take us out of here with Moonfall. Okay. I have to... St- I'm, I'm under the impression that it was ungood. So we get, are we, are we going to make fun of it? Well, okay. Here's the deal. Before I even start talking about the movie. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. I have to say, I'm a fan of these like disaster porn type movies. I think they're fun. In no way do I think they are quote unquote good movies. They're not great movies, but they're a lot of fun. Does that make sense? So like this is directed by Roland Emmerich. Okay. Roland Emmerich has been around for a while, but he's known for the, he did, Universal Soldier, Stargate, Independence Day, the 1998 Godzilla. He did The Patriot in 2000 with uh, Mel Gibson, The Day After Tomorrow, 10,000 BC, 2012, Independence Day Resurgence. Like, And I'm skipping things, too. But those are, like, the big ones that he's done. So he's done all these, like, you know, just Independence Day alone, right? We're being attacked, aliens, blah, 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 great effects. Not the best movie that you've ever seen, but it's a kick-ass movie. So Moonfall falls under that category. Okay? Moonfall came out um, earlier this year in February, February 4th. Um, Roland Emmerich directed it again, and he's usually one of the producers or whatever. Um, Starring Halle Berry which I thought was weird. Patrick Wilson, who um, Patrick Wilson's in the, all the conjuring movies. He, um, he was an Aquaman. He's been in a few different things. He's a, he's somebody that like, if you, you see him, you know who he is. It also stars John Bradley, who was in game of Thrones. He's the one that played Samuel Tarly, the nerdy one with all the books. Um, 
Michael Pena is in it as well, who has been in a bunch of things. He was in, um, he was, he's been in, he was in Ant-Man. Um, he's been a lot. He's a great actor. I, I really like him. Um, Charlie Plummer, when, when you has like a small role. Um, so those are like the main actors synopsis, a mysterious force knocks the moon from its orbit and sends it hurtling on a collision course toward earth. And you see that immediately right away in the first minutes of the movie. There's some astronauts they are floating around. They're fixing a, a satellite or whatever. And then you see this weird, like, metallic blob thing kind of blow by. And things go poorly. There's a lot going on here. So first of all, I have to say that it's a fun movie in the sense of, you know, Independence Day and that kind of stuff. All right. It is. It's a good time. But again, is it a good movie? I mean, no, not really. All right. Uh, You know, (laughs) but, but it's, but it's fun. Like if you go into this thinking I'm getting some sort of Orson Welles thing, you're you're in the wrong place. This is not what it is. Think of it more like I want to see transformers because I want to see robots punching each other. Then you're not going to be disappointed. That's what you're going to get. Right. So most of the time, correct. Right. Like if you go into, I, I heard, I've heard people say like, and this is just an example. Transformers was so dumb. The, 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 it was, it, no, it was so bad. The storyline, the act. I don't know. Like, are you kidding me? Like it's fucking transformers. What did you think you were going to get? I want to see robots blowing things up. That's, and that's exactly what I got. Right. Um, this is a t- typical disaster porn movie, right? It's got it all. It's got great effects. Most of the characters are very one-dimensional. The physics don't quite work. <laughs> they just, it's close. It wants to work, but it just doesn't quite happen. Um, or the physics of it is just really bad. Um, it goes down a rabbit hole very quickly. At the beginning, there's a couple of like, they throw in some conspiracy theory things like the earth, the moon is starting to fall out of orbit and come into the earth and scientifically in re- in, in, in the real world, this is true. Um, the moon is actually departing from the earth by about one and a quarter inches per year, something like that. Um, but in the movie, all of a sudden the moon is like on a collision course with earth and it has to do with those things that I mentioned you see at the beginning of the movie that like blob of metal things. Um, So what you find out very, very quickly, no, what you find out, this is more at the end. Um, And this, this is where all the spoilers come in. The moon is actually a superstructure that was built by a long lost super advanced civilization that was destroyed by its own AI and that AI became self-aware and it realized that it was being, it realized that it was being held captive by these people that you don't find this out until like the last 20 minutes of the movie. Now, Uh, what? (laughs) Cause the, the most of the movie is just the moon is you see these things at the beginning and then you see them start to drill into the moon. These like little bits of metal. Okay. That's all you know. Next thing you know, the dude who plays Tarly from Game of Thrones 
calls himself a, an expert on superstructures. And he's saying that the moon is hollow because there's like things there. And everyone's like, you're an idiot, whatever. Then the moon starts to like lose its orbit and come crashing into earth. Then what you find out is that there's this ancient civilization with the AI and then the AI deemed all biological life a threat and it started killing everyone on that planet. The AI took the form of these like multiple mechanical like like worm or like amorphous blob type things and they all like go off and start killing all like biological life. All right. This culture was very advanced. So the remaining like survivors of the culture took a white dwarf star and built a megastructure around it that used the star as a power source. Now, this megastructure was sent around the, the galaxy to find a star and a planet that was habitable. It found Earth and it set itself up as our moon. But, hold on, <laughs> there's more. This ancient race of people, what they put in the megastructure, all the people that lived then died. But what they put in the megastructure, the reason they were looking for a habitable planet is they put their own DNA in there. So their DNA is actually what seeded the earth with people. So humans are actually descendants of those original people that were really, really advanced. And the moon was a basically a rock, uh, basically a spaceship that brought that DNA here, seeded our earth with their DNA, and we are their descendants. Okay. Wow. This is a lot. It's so much more than what I originally thought it was. I thought it was just one of those disaster movies where like nature gets pissed off at us or whatever. You know what I mean? And like Bruce, Bruce Willis has to correct. No, it's not. It's not. This is so. The reason that at the beginning of the movie that like cloud of metal, whatever it was, it was headed toward the moon, and what it decided to do was use the moon as the bomb that kills all of us on Earth. That's what. That's what it. That's the whole point, but you just don't you don't find that out until the end. Um, some of the physics of this movie were cringy, just like any of those other movies, 2012 and Independence Day and blah, blah, blah. It, it, they're fun movies, but some of it is very cringy. For example, as the moon gets closer to the Earth, the moon has a gravitational pull and the Earth has a gravitational pull. But when the moon is very, very close, like literally basically skimming our atmosphere, things on Earth start to so sort of float because – there's this weird the, – the pull of the moon is much, much stronger because it's so close. So what do our main characters do to get away from the pull of gravity? Go into a wooden shed. Now, uh, for some reason, that worked. <laughs> but that's not how gravity works. It doesn't care if you're in a shed or a house or an apartment. Gravity is still gravity. It doesn't it – doesn't, walls aren't going to stop it. So like I, I found myself watching that thinking like, what the hell am I, what, what is this? This is nonsense. But um, despite all that nonsense, it's just a fun movie. If, if you're looking at it from the point of like, I'm going to have a couple of beers 
order a pizza and watch a ridiculous disaster movie. It's a great movie. If you're looking for like a movie with no plot holes and good acting, this is not the movie <laughs> for you. Right. Um, I saw something that you put on here about the astronaut. Uh, what was it? Uh, uh, it says the uh, on set, they actually had a real astronaut, oh, yeah. <laughs> like as an advisor, right? And he would come to Roland Emmerich and be like, hey, that this isn't really possible. And then Roland Emmerich, the director, would be like, hey, this is just a movie, so just go with it. Well, my point when I saw that you wrote that on our on our notes is that's kind of funny. What's the point of having the astronaut on set if you're not good? That's exactly yeah. why I put it on there. Why the hell were they paying an astronaut to be there just so they could? That do? dude probably made two hundred fifty thousand dollars as in it, right? Some kind of crazy number. <laughs> like an I mean, I don't know, but it's yeah. got to. Have, I know it was six digits just to stand there and like be an advisor. But they weren't listening to him. Because half the stuff that was going on in the movie had nothing to do with real physics, or like real astro- like being a real astronaut. It was it was funny. Like that's a ridiculous thing. But overall, again, if you're looking for a movie that you're just having fun with, and you're not being too serious about, this movie's fine. It's a it's a good time. Um, if Roland Emmerich is involved, don't hold your breath. Right. It's just a fun movie. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. Exactly. Exactly. Independence Day. Great movie, right? But it's a terrible movie. <laughs> but it's an awesome yeah. movie, you know? So um, it. Uh, my final thing is if you're looking for a good time, I highly recommend it. If you want a good movie, don't watch it. Does that make sense? Gotcha. <laughs> okay. For sure. Me. <laughs> so uh, I'm – we're going to close yes. out here. Uh, usually, this is the Give Me Five podcast, where we do a top five list. Uh, if th- th- this is a surprise, we, I don't know. We might have a top five list added to this, because uh, I still haven't edited it. it. Uh, we may have a top five list. We may not. We're probably not for this episode, because Rob isn't here, and he's you know, part of the top five situation. Uh, so there might be a top five list in a second. There might not. You'll know right now. Uh, if you have to contact us, you can uh, – Omar, do contact. And remember, the shtick is that you are never ready for when I No, no, it. I'm really not ready for it. But I'm scrolling. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. It won't let me scroll. Wait, wait, wait. I got it. it I got it. I got it. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. No, no. We're good. You've passed it. Damn it. Um, so you can check us out at GiveMe5Podcast.com. <laughs> you can check us out on Facebook by searching for the Give Me 5 Podcast. As usual, 5 is spelled out F-I-V-E. Uh, give me five pod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, on Twitter, the Le- that Lego show, the Lego building show. Lego, yeah, I got you it. Know? Wrestling. <laughs> you know, you know the Lego show, like the Lego Masters yeah. show. They actually responded to the, the podcast. Nice. Today. Yeah. Wait, go. I'm on the contact I, section. I, Do you want me to read it? Said that I like <laughs> that I like that show, and <laughs> no, that's all. We're oh, done. Damn it. But yeah, they 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 did respond. I, I said something about liking the show, and they're like, "We're fond of it too." I was like, oh, sweet. that's awesome! Very cool. Hey, give me five podcasts. Yeah. Um, so if you want to, uh, you know, also respond to us, you can uh, email us at give me five podcast at gmail dot com. The number three entertainment show in all of Rwanda. What's up, Thank Rwanda? You for listening.